You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And today we're going to talk about some of our favorite milestones. I think this will be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. We've all heard that saying, the days are long, but the years are short. And on our particular side of the parenting adventure, that really strikes a chord. But we do remember how in the thick of things when our kids were small, we did wish sometimes for time to hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one days percent. Yeah, and I actually don't think that's a mortal sin. We're human after all, and raising children can be exhausting in ways that nothing else is. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Well, a good friend of ours posted something the other day I thought was really sweet. She's got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and her post was about some very ordinary interaction between her two kiddos. And she was just able to pause for a minute, capture a picture, and wrote a reminder of how she really does have the life she always wanted, despite the daily frustrations and weariness, which I thought was, what a great way to just pause and do that. We all need to do that sometimes. Yes. And so many of us feel that way. I think we really do love our families and we are grateful for what we've been given. And, and <laughs> we can also <laughs> wish that our kids would potty train quicker, or at least for goodness sake, try the broccoli without a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not either or it's both and yes. So we thought it would be fun to walk down memory lane on this episode and to give you moms in the trenches a glimpse of a light at the end of the tunnel. Our children do grow and become more independent, and it won't always be as hard as it is right now. So let's jump right in. What are some of our favorite milestones? Well, number one, on the top of every parent's list worldwide is sleeping through the night. Say it again for the Ooh, people on the back. That's our dream goal. <laughs> well, we were pretty diligent about getting on a routine early. So our kids, you know, knew the difference between day and night. But I remember that shocking moment when we first woke up in the morning and we realized, oh my goodness, we didn't get up. Yeah. What was your initial feeling? Like something's wrong. Yes. What has happened? I panicked, check for breathing. Yes. Run in there because there weren't video monitors. There's only audio. So you yeah. run in and check for breathing. Yeah. And then it's like celebration. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. We slept an entire night. Yes. Eight hours. That's crazy. And that makes such a difference in your mood and your mindset and your just your physical exhaustion. Oh yeah. So when ours were like about eight weeks or so. Oh goodness. So Emma was six or eight weeks really early and Houston was more like six months. Oh, okay. Six months old. And uh -huh. so he had some difficulty laying down flat and staying asleep with the fluid in his ears and oh, yeah, getting yeah, stuffy yeah. and all that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it just wasn't, didn't work the same the second time around. And I know some of you listening have gone even longer than that, you know, a year, year and a half. Or even longer, even yes. longer, two years or more. So, yeah, when they sleep through the night, that is just... Celebrate <laughs> good times, come on. Yeah, that was awesome. But I, at the same time, you know, when you're getting up in the night with them, especially when they're infants, you know, that is, it is a brief period in the long view of mm -hmm. things. And so you can just savor those moments on occasion. Every moment is not to be savored and cherished. Right. But there are some of those like quiet middle of the night times where it was just me and the baby and I could only give the, the baby what the baby needed. We were breastfeeding. That's right. And um, I tried to embrace some of those special times. I didn't do it nearly enough. No, you just take 
what is it, 15, 20 minutes yeah. and the lights are low yeah. and you just go feed, mm-hmm. change a diaper, yeah. pat pat. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's it, not. It, it can be a special, sweet, quiet time, but it's also really hard. Yep. So yeah, sleeping through the night. Reach the end. Okay, what's number two? Number two, speech. Oh, I loved this one. It's it's one of both of our favorite stages when that two to four year old comes into their language development. I remember loving to hear them jabber. Dottie Lou's doing that now. It's so fun. Yes. And just saying like, hey, can you say this? Yeah. And seeing them try. Hey, can you say this? <laughs> or they come out with like a three or four word sentence and you're like, whoa. Yeah. When they first started talking in sentences. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember I had a friend, which she lived down the street from me and our girls were really close to the same age. And so we would, you know, trade off child care mm-hmm. i get i'll take hers for a couple hours she'd take mine for a couple hours and give ourselves a break and her nine month old was talking in short sentences that's probably the what? earliest i've ever heard the most verbal child i've ever and and i remember being so tired and thinking like oh my goodness this child is talking and talking and talking i just need i i was used to the quiet in the car because emma wasn't really talking Oh wow! To that degree yet? Nine months is so early. It was really early. She that grew would up to be, be like almost creepy to see. Yeah, words coming oh, out know. of that tiny little person. I know she grew up to be kind of a quiet, pensive person. It was really interesting to see see that. But um, that was a great reflection for me to go. You know what? Like everything in good time. Enjoy the little quiet moments in the car. Yes, they're going to come to an end. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that will be another milestone. Did you go, did your kids have any cute little? Things we still say hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. We still say that. Neck neck for naked. Oh, <laughs> we still say it. David and I still say it. Neck, neck, no, okay. no kids at home. TMI. Neck neck. <laughs> you know, like getting in the bath. Let's go. Oh, get, I let's, know. Let's go get neck neck. <laughs> yep, we would say uh, Charlie Car for Charlie Carbon. Oh, to say that. and of course Skeddy. Everybody says. Oh spaghetti. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Oh my goodness. You All think right. you won't forget those things too? But you do. Uh, yes. Put them in your notes app on your phone, phone or yes. record them saying it. It's so fun. Okay. Number three, no more diapers. We waited until our youngest was potty trained before we attempted our travel to 50 states campaign. Good move. Good oh move. Oh my goodness. I could I just couldn't deal. So when you think about the money, the time, and the waste management involved in diapers, and if you have more than one child, it just goes on mm-hmm. and on and on. It's just mind boggling. I was so glad to get rid of that diaper genie and graduate to underwear. Oh, Yes, me too. So wonderful. But (laughs) (laughs) some things linger. Yeah. So they might not be able to wipe themselves for a long time, even though they can get to the potty. And honestly, sometimes this is a physics issue. Their arms are not long enough. (laughs) Yeah, they got little arms (laughs) to reach. (laughs) So you're still getting this call. Mommy, come Mm -hmm. wipe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a whole process after they know how to get to the potty that you have to teach how to fold the toilet paper. Let's not clog the toilet and pull the whole roll off. Pull the whole roll off, right. And how you reach around and how you clean and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you have to do that before kindergarten because kindergarten teachers are legally unable to help with that process. We didn't... Oh, you know, Houston right. was yep. just home for kindergarten. And I don't remember with Emma. I mean, I know she was potty trained by two and a half or three. So, yeah, by three. And so it wasn't a problem. Well, sometimes that whole wiping process where you don't get called into the bathroom anymore yeah. can be like up to five years old. Oh, 100%. Whew. Yeah. I was so glad to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four. 
blowing their own nose. You, you reminded me of this. I forgot about that. So yeah, yes. the snot sucker thing. I hate it. We called it the snooter snotter. <laughs> it was so disgusting. The little bulbs, you know what I'm talking about? That you just oh yeah, stick in there and go. They have battery operated ones now. That's terrifying. That suck. Yeah, and they also have a straw system where, you, and I was like, absolutely not under no circumstances. Like where you have one end, where you're, you're yeah, where you're oh, sucking no. it into a like flexible a siphon. Yeah, uh huh. -uh. No, I know. No. 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 <laughs> disgusting no no way too much potential for accidents there yeah yeah so yeah there's some hilarious videos out there of kids learning how to blow bubbles yes how you say <sighs> yeah it's just a whole concept that requires trial and error Dottie Lou she she tries it already it's allergy season here yes. in middle Tennessee and she's not even two she knows she knows how to blow through her nose and she knows how to blow through her mouth to like cool down soup or, okay. or things yeah, you know that's a good yeah i forgot about She's that like too. that's two different portals uh -huh. you know figuring out okay blow through your lips or blow through your nose it is hard yeah yeah then you also have to make sure that they don't leave their dirty tissues all over the place when uh, i have a thing about I, I don't know i think i in in my young married state tissues were like an expense like they're kind of uh -huh. all, a semi-luxury item mm -hmm. i had kind of i love a really good kleenex puffs with lotion when you have a cold ultra soft kleenex for everyday use and never the off-brand. Yes. But m a lot of my friends, many of them, did not have Kleenex boxes in their house. I would be, you know, we would be oh, over for a play, play date and they'd say toilet paper. I'm like, what are we, savages around <laughs> here? That's terrible. <laughs> it works in a pinch. Hey. So, but, so I'm not saying you need to keep Kleenexes. I just thought everybody did. Yeah. And, no, they, and they don't. And you got to watch because Dottie Lou does love to. Oh, it's fun. You know, pull them out. So I'm like, no, oh, no, yeah. just one. You get one. Mm -hmm. And then because they were kind of an expense, I would, if I weren't totally used, Bonnie, I didn't throw it away. You put it in your pocket and save oh, it for later. Well, and my kids really depends. were, they were against that but 100%. Yeah. yeah. My dad had the handkerchief thing. Oh, yeah. So you could kind of fold it and turn oh, yeah. it. Fold and, and turn. Ugh. But after a while, you're like, Dad, thanks, but I'm good. No. <laughs> I'm I just going to sneeze in my hand. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. Number five. Number five. Reading. Oh, I love this. So I sent Emma to kindergarten and first grade before we started homeschooling. So really, I cooperated with the teacher in teaching her to read. Mm -hmm. But with Houston, when we started, knew we were going to homeschool, I taught him to read. I, that, that must be really cool. Was an amazing experience. Such a magical moment. So learning about the phonics and all the different um, letter sounds and the blends. Yeah. All the letter combinations. Um, and just putting it together like a puzzle, it's its phenomenal to watch. One of my favorite things to watch. English is such a crazy language, too. Everything's an exception to the rule. There's so many rules. I, I don't so remember many. having learned how to read. I just remember knowing how. But I can't, I can't feature having to teach someone to read. I think that would just be so... I'm sitting here thinking how much I loved it, that I should probably look into that now, just... Literacy. Adult learning and literacy and stuff, how fun it is to unlock the key to the mm. entire world of books. Yes. So, yeah, the word accident, you I were remembering. Say, yeah, because Savannah couldn't spell it. So I would do it phonetically for the spelling test and just say it's accident. <laughs> so we still say that. <laughs> oh, no. Did you have an accident in the car? You know? So, and Ben had a, you know, if you have a long last name or your name mm. is weird. Anyway, Ben had trouble with his last name. So we made up a song. 
remember how to spell her last B L A Y L O C K, and he he still does it to this day. That's funny. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, number six, brushing their teeth. Mm. This is another one of those just hygiene tasks that you have to get. And pediatric dentists were actually good for this. They give instruction and encouragement, and it's coming from somebody other than a parent, and it just seemed to help. But I just didn't love this task. Me either. And and I know you're even supposed to brush your dog's teeth, girl. Yeah, that never happened. That right. did not happen never. in our house. No, I was grateful too when they could handle brushing teeth on their own. I was somewhat paranoid about toothpaste poisoning. They keep putting on the box like, "Do not swallow." You have to use children's toothpaste. Oh, it's right. safe for swallowing. Do not swallow. Okay, how bad can it be? Like you're putting it in your mouth and it's a kid. Yeah, swallow. I mean, they're gonna swallow it, and and how is there really such a thing as like how much toothpaste how much, do you have to actually swallow? That's a good question. Chalk that up to like the mom, yeah, more mom pressure that I was putting on myself for ridiculous reasons. Right, rinse it all out. Rinse it, yeah, rinse spit, it. spit. <laughs> Don't swallow. Oh, and the blobs. Oh, the blobs. How do you get a toothpaste blob on the mirror? What like to know? How? What person in product development thinks? Neon blue is the color for children's toothpaste. Right. What are you going to wipe that up with? That's not going to stay. It's everywhere. You're going to use up all your tissues. This is what they're going to do. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive tissue. Don't use a tissue for that. So, oh, and the and the losing the teeth. Speaking of brushing oh, the no, teeth. No, no, no. I can't do the wiggly teeth. Me either. I couldn't help them do it. It was it was either David or you do it on your own. You're on your own too. Or go see if your grandparent will help you. Yeah, we had because my husband is a veterinarian. We would take oh, him to the vet's yeah. office, and he would use the <gasps> the cat. Don't say it. Don't say it. The instruments for the cat dental extractions, and he would just <gasps> sit up on the table. Here you go, plink, and out their tooth would come. Oh my goodness! So our our children are not. That's not common. <laughs> I'll admit that. But you know, that's okay. The vet pulled our children's. Oh up. wow! I did not know. It that. was better than watching them wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I agree with that. I remember pulling one of my teeth. Um, out during church, Sunday night church. And I was so proud of myself. And it had been hanging on for so long, it didn't even bleed. It already bled all it was going to bleed mm -hmm. in the days prior. And I popped it out, and we were sitting two-thirds of the way back on the left-hand side of the auditorium. <laughs> oh, this is a real memory Because I was so pleased with myself, and my parents were not pleased. Apparently, that was not an approved activity. For, for church? For oh. quashing sermon boredom. <laughs> Yanking out trip. <laughs> your own teeth so they marched me out of the back and to the bathroom where i could rinse my mouth and they didn't i didn't get in trouble but they were much displeased oh, that's funny great disfavor <laughs> fell upon all put it in old testament terms for your teeth yes i felt like i was smited slightly <laughs> but but yeah um it, it'll happen anywhere all right number seven powering their own swing this is one you brought up that i hadn't thought about but it is so fun emma especially loved to swing that was one of her favorite things to do outside on the playground it was just a good little quiet time for the two of us yeah i could stand and think some grown-up thoughts uh-huh she had fun just swinging she'd watch the birds and yeah the butterflies and the clouds and then yeah then eventually i would i would try to teach her pump pump Legs out, legs back. That's so legs hard out. to get that coordination. Yeah, there. yeah, that was really fun. That what about fun. yours? It was a fun joy to watch too. Yeah, when I they, didn't mind pushing them. When, I, I always thought that was kind of sweet. To yeah, I did too. Swings, but yeah, then they would get it. I can't remember how old they were when they did. Emma was really young because we were on them so long. It took a lot, like of so early and for so much, so frequently. 
And then they learned to jump out, like at the very highest oh, point. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite things That's to do as terrifying. a kid. Was just to swing as high as we possibly could and then launch yourself out at the peak. Yeah. And see if you can get that arc yes. for landing. But what could go wrong? So fun. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, number eight, riding a bike. You know, this isn't something that's a given anymore. I think the average age to learn used to be around five. But now if kids learn at all, lots of kids are older, like 10 or 11. Yeah, I remember even working with a young woman coming out of a really difficult home situation. She'd never learned. She'd never learned to swim, never learned to ride a bike. Wow. And so I was like, well, hey, there's two things. Never been to the movies. What? It was a really bad home situation. Wow. Yeah, so we, we were like, so many hey, let's do something. Yeah, let's discover the big wide world. That's fun. I remember that was a uh, another really distinct childhood memory for myself, which I've told you I don't have a ton of. My, my life's not like a movie in my head. Mm. That's why mm -hmm. I started scrapbooking so much. It's like <laughs> So I could go back and remember the stuff that yeah. happened. But there is a memory that I have of after dinner in the summer, going out in the driveway and um, the banana seat bicycle. Yep. And my dad holding the back and running along with yep. me to teach me to ride a bike. And the once I learned, I mean, those were the days we we ran, we rode all over the neighborhood. Right. We were that's, out of sight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The incentive back then was freedom. Absolutely. Because you could learn to ride with all your friends. We went miles away. Yeah. I, I probably went a mile. Oh, it was we a were, neighborhood. We were miles. So. Yeah, miles away. I remember learning on the, we had a big hill in the backyard in South Carolina. And it was like a sledding hill. And mm. my dad just aimed us down the hill. And you better learn how to steer. I love that. By the time you got to the bottom. Yeah. And I am for helmets. I think, I know, I think there's a lot of overprotection sometimes, but I think bicycle helmets are really great yeah. addition. Things we did happen. not, we did not have them. We didn't. Nope. We didn't. And uh, my youngest brother, he got hit while riding a bike in the neighborhood. Now, not hard. Not, it wasn't catastrophic, but. Yeah, I mean, those little, those little things do. You know, he was a kid. He darted out oh, in the road, yeah. and the teenage driver didn't, um, you know, she didn't react in a way an experienced driver wow. would react. And so he got grazed by the front end of the car and thrown off the bike. And so oh helmets are important. So Yeah, my sister hit a parked car and broke her arm, flipped over the top and broke her arm. Really? Yeah, we had injuries. David went over the handlebars of his and broke his arm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the helmet wouldn't have helped. No, helmet help doesn't help arm. that. Yeah, had the whole body, but curl up in a ball. <laughs> yeah, learn how to fall. Learn how to fall. That's the anti-fragile principle. That's right. That'd be another good. That's right. Podcast. But when we talked to our, um, when we had the OT and the PT on here, mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things they kind of lamented that kids are not learning balance as well anymore. So they're having to do physical therapy for that. And what teaches balance better than a bicycle? Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah, you got to do all kinds left of brain, right brain. Yes, all that left cross right body coordination, mm -hmm. like the dominance. You're pedaling, you're mm -hmm. steering, you're using all of your your back and forth, left and right, mm -hmm. um, and then balance too. It's a it's a, just a body skill that is useful. Really, truly useful. And I, I, you know, I love a good spiritual analogy, so I can't leave this one without saying I read um, in a book about the Holy Spirit that um, listening to the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit is like riding a bike. So God's expecting you to pedal and then he'll whisper to you which way to steer. Oh, but if you're not pedaling that bike, what good is it for him to like give you're, you counsel, give you teaching with a kickstand down? That's right. You're not going. That's anywhere. right. So you got to cooperate with God hmm. and then listen to that Holy Spirit. That's there you go. Analogy. There's your lesson moms. Okay. So number nine, 
oh, this one I was thinking about this week. Because you've got a grandchild now. I have a grandchild. Yes. I'm like, this is hard and heavy. <laughs> Number nine is getting in and out of a car. So this is a lot of stages, actually. So you graduate from the infant car seat carrier, yeah. which is probably the single greatest contributor to our back problems and many of yours oh, who are listening. It's so heavy and you're so off balance. Absolutely. It. So um, there's that. But then there's the forward facing one they're going to be in until there's what, 60, 80 pounds. It's a long time. Yep. A long, and long a time. Height. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a certain height. So yeah, listen to our car seat episode. And then at some point, you don't actually have to lift them up into the car. You, they can just climb in. Yeah, they and can. Then at another point, they learn to buckle, which means they can unbuckle, mm -hmm. which you got to watch. You know, we've talked about that. Yep. Um, your kid unbuckling themselves while you're driving down the road. Yeah, not good. Not good. So, yeah, I was thinking the other day, Dottie Lou is, she's like mid-20s, 25 pounds. I'm, and I've got a station wagon. Did she wagon. climb up in the car? So I'm thinking we need to, I haven't tried. I just like I picked her up and put her in. I thought, no, we didn't. I just need to practice. Mm -hmm. I bet she climbs up in the minivan for Emma. Yeah, that's a lot of weight, and you're leaning over. Oh, twisting and twisting. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe a twenty-something mom can do that. Okay, but yeah, why the yeah. time you get to our age? And my lats. I feel it the next day Whew. in my lats, but I just feel like okay, that's good. Weight-bearing exercise. Well, yeah. I won't get osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> you might visit the chiropractor. Keep me young. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so uh, those are great milestones. I was glad to get rid of those car seats. I wasn't real sentimental about that. They're I didn't just they held so much junk and yeah, food and, and crumbs. Yuck. Yeah, there's the pain. And they were glad to get out of them too. That was one milestone they were eager to lose. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. There's those boosters that are the, yep. the final frontier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were happy about that. All right, number ten, losing all the stuff. It was awesome when we could go on a trip and no longer have. All the stuff. Oh, yeah. The car seats, the playpens, the strollers, the backpacks. We love to travel and losing all that gear made it more more apt to happen because just the thought of all the things you have to pack and take with you is just a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Our kids are still big travelers today and they travel so light. They only take carry-on luggage. I don't care where they're going or how long they're going. It's only carry-on. I did that with Houston on a recent trip. We went, we went and spoke at a mother's son camp and it was so, so Wonderful and beautiful. Thanks, Caitlin, for letting us go do that. But we did carry-ons. Wow. You just walk right on. I know. You walk right off. No luggage carousel. No praying to God for your luggage to come off that it didn't get <laughs> That's lost. Right. That's right. Uh, having had luggage get lost or left behind several times, I realized I haven't quite let that go. I have this little lurch in my chest. Sure. Every time you say goodbye to it. Yeah. Well, I hope there was nothing I really loved in there. Yeah. So, yeah, when you... The baby stage is really just requires the most equipment and the older and older they get the less and less you actually right. need the diaper bag the bottles the feeding yeah. everything has some gear that is attached yeah to it. i really think maybe after the potty training you know you've potty trained them that you have to bring the extra outfit still in case there's the accident <laughs> right right but at once that's kind of mastered you, they really are just taking along what you take yeah you know except for the kids who are like okay it's time to go get ready to get in the car. Okay, but I want to take these 15 stuffed animals and all my all my cars and all of that stuff. And you end up taking your, the entire playroom with you. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I was we no. like, oh, two things. Just two things. Yeah. Come in the car Absolutely with us. not. Or the wheels will fall and off. The most special things never went with us. The panda oh. and the baby doll, they never went with us because I was not going to have it left somewhere the trauma of losing so they those two would stay behind you could take something else oh that's interesting even on big long trips like where mm. they had to stay overnight 
No, I think I probably let him. Yeah, like a, a road trip to grandma's, you could take it for sure. We did have a backup that we tried to pull out at one point just to give him equal wear, and it was too late. This like that's not pan pan. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> that's an imposter. That's an imposter. Like we're not having that. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yes, we had the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's so, good. Not we didn't take that stuff on every trip. Yeah. To the to Target or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we even as an as a teenager, we went to we went to Ireland. Y'all were on that trip. It was mm-hmm. a bus trip for our church. Yep. And Houston had this frisbee that he had taken on like every road trip as a preteen slash teen. I remember. And he left it in the hotel room and we literally called the front desk and they found it and mailed it back to us. We, like we said, we obviously will pay to have it mailed back, but that's when I was just like, you know what? No special thing. Yeah. Stop, stop taking that. What are we doing here? Yeah. So lovely of them to do that though. Use the stuff. Yeah. All right, number 11, making a meal. Oh, you know, this is a fun one for I me. Know. It makes my heart so we happy. Would like it. Since we homeschooled, we did the, I don't know, nutrition was middle elementary. We had a unit on like the food pyramid. And uh, I was like, okay, you're going to learn to make yourself a nutritious lunch. It has to have this category. It has to have this category, this category. That was the beginning. Um, of course, they start off just helping you set the table. Yeah. Uh, unload the dishwasher. Yeah. Mix in a bowl. Dottie Lou's already doing that with me and like brings me to tears literally because you know I love this so much. <laughs> um, yeah. So I funny. bought this. I bought this mother's helper little two step ladder. Have you seen them where yes. they, okay. And um, so I ordered it from Ukraine because I'm like, hey, support Ukrainian okay. business. It was like about the same price as buying one here. And um, the first time she like climbed up on it, I was like, this is all my grandma dreams come true. <laughs> We're going to we're going to post that picture. Oh. with this episode because that was one of my favorite pictures I've ever seen of. Uh, oh, yeah. Like we're making mashed potatoes. So we were stirring the stuff in the mashed potatoes. So I just think this is a life skill that you can bless your children with. I know that some days you're just like I I have to actually you just get the food on the table today, mm-hmm. you know. But if you can just think about the long view and insert on those slower days time to actually let them help you. So Dottie Lou was over yesterday. I was like, hey, you want to help me finish the soup? And so she helped me pour in the cream. It was like a creamy potato soup. And um, it splashed everywhere because, you know, it was a waterfall, forceful waterfall cream. It's like, that's what that's going to happen. It's going to be a lot messier and it's going to be slower. But she's so excited to do it. But it won't always be messy and it It, won't always be slow. It won't. And and they're more apt to taste it. That's right. Yeah. So if you've got a hesitant eater and they've got skin in the game, they're going to have pride that they helped you make that. Mm-hmm. That really was, that really did work in my favor with my kids. Houston is the most adventurous eater and he was not born that way. Yeah. He was a real hesitant. He just knew stuff. With, he was hesitant. He's just more cautious yeah. in general in life. Yeah. And when he had skin in the game, he was so pleased yeah. for ben, us to all try it. Ben would... Uh, forcefully, willfully throw up broccoli every time we tried to make him have it. And now he's the most, he'll oh. eat anything from all over the world. I'd love to talk about food with Ben. And loves to make any kind of flavor. Yeah, so. he'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Savannah, I don't know how, because I didn't entertain this way, but she t- loves these, make these 10, 12 course meals. Yeah. Like a couple times a year with all these different. Like a tasting menu. Yes. The whole night long. Yes. Very accomplished. Yeah. Very cool. You need a link to that. What? Too. Doesn't she have videos and stuff, like a blog of her meals oh, yeah, like that? She did. She yeah, has done you a should link to that. 
All right, next one. Driving. <laughs> I didn't really love getting to this milestone. Teaching our kids to drive did really bad things to my butt pressure. Oh, I got forbidden from teaching them. Oh. David's like, do I need to pull the car, have her pull the car over and you get out right now? Yeah, I may have said some choice vocabulary at a time <laughs> or two, but um, anyway, the ending results were great. They both went to schools where parents had to drop off and pick up. So that was a lot of driving back and forth for years and years. So when the oldest got her license and they could take themselves to school, it just was a game changer for me. My day yeah. wasn't broken up into chunks anymore, and I didn't have to think, stop what I was doing at 2.30, drive across town. That was awesome. And Bonnie, this is not a skill that's a given anymore. It's just like riding a bike. Yeah, not everybody wants to do it anymore. They, it doesn't mean the same kind of freedom that it did for us mm -hmm. um, or our kids. So in urban areas where you have public transportation, there's Uber, there's Lyft. Um, it's not as much of a necessity. I think the connection with all the uh, social media and internet apps. Are you meeting you, to do stuff in real life anymore? They're not meeting up as much. The texting, yeah. you know, they're a lot more connected than we were with a 20-foot phone cord. Yep. Our parents could listen listen to what we were saying. I you know, know. You don't have, which is so good to yeah. not have that privacy. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And they're also, um, I've heard this a lot too, they're just more anxious to try and drive, it's just a scary thing. So we, uh, I'm just going to put it off and I'm not going to get my license. And, and then you're not getting the practice hours that you need to get the license. That's right. That's so. right. I have, I have stories in our family I could tell, but I will not. You're welcome. <laughs> just saying, guys, you're welcome. So The it, GPS. Yeah. I mean, I found that when we moved to Indianapolis. GPS was a new thing. Okay. So it wasn't on a phone yet. It was an, a GPS unit. So it was too expensive. So we didn't have one. In Indianapolis, I had a paper map. I learned that city. AppQuest. I learned that city so well. I knew I could picture it in my head. I knew how to, to get here and there. We moved to Greensboro. We have the GPS. I'm like, yes, I don't have to have that big learning curve of getting lost and finding your way. Yep. And I never learned that city. Mm -hmm. I never learned it like I did the other. Yeah. I think it's a great practice when your kids are little. And, and they're so easily distracted in the car with the movie that's playing or your screen devices or whatever it is. Like sometimes just have the car with no screens mm -hmm. and say, look, where are we going? Notice, what, what are we passing? You tell me which way do we turn, left or right to get home. You direct me. Yeah. I, I would do that um, the closer they got to learning how to drive. How, do we, how are we going to get to school today? I forgot doing that too. I, we did. We did that some, probably not a ton, but I did it some. I don't know how much it ultimately helped because... Because right. they do have those phones and they mm -hmm. are going to use their GPS. But sometimes you're you're not picking up service. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? And I, was, <laughs> I found I was texting mine when they were driving going, hey, are you doing okay? Did you get there yet? And then I thought, Renee. Yeah. You don't want them checking their phones. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Life360 was a, just became our friend where I could just see where they were. And to this day, I think it's a testament to our family identity and the healthy boundaries that we enjoy with one another that my kids left it on they're both married the life and grown they just left it on there because i don't constantly watch it i'm not mm -hmm. texting them hey where oh, are you yeah, what are you doing definite boundaries there so you know i i yes. just i just know like um when we're meeting i really we use it now as adults for when we're meeting up and to know how far away somebody You're is late. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really helpful or if david's already left work or not you know yeah. for the end of the day kind of thing it can I gotta say, it can be overused, and oh, it, it I think totally like, violating their yeah their privacy I don't and think their boundaries. Anybody, we don't 
we don't monitor any segment of our population with such scrutiny, except maybe mental patients and prisoners. Yes. So to put that like, yes, your child is never unsupervised whew, is a little bit of a burden for them sometimes. So yes, I'm not saying turn it off, but just. Don't, we just didn't look don't at it. Like look yeah, at it. We just didn't constantly look at it. For a minute. Which is why I think they left it on when they turned 18. Yeah, cuz you had good because we had good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the young woman who came to live with us um she happily joined our Life 360 group. Yeah. Cuz again, she knew I wasn't going to be like why are you there? What are you doing? Exactly. What? It was just a convenience thing. A safety. Yeah. More of a safety, more of a safety thing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, driving, I never prayed more. Oh. I upped my prayer game. The only two children I will ever have are in that car right now. I know. It's so terrifying. Please, God, protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, happy things about leaving the mouth, you know, leaving some things behind and moving to the new thing. I always loved the next new thing in parenting. I think it's just part of my personality. Too. It's exciting. Uh, some of the more sentimental moms, I get like the bittersweet, you know, mm-hmm. leaving that younger age behind and then. Moving on, you know, but one of my favorite reminders, just as I was raising my kids was Proverbs 1744, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. We said this, oh my goodness, we actually had a song for this for with my kids. The angle I'm taking with it today is when we stay present and we notice the milestones and celebrate them, we're building a cheerful heart. Um, getting curious about ourselves, what we loved about this season, uh, what we liked before and what we like afterwards, acknowledging what we disliked. They're all ways of cultivating a cheerful heart. They're all ways of staying present, noticing what's happening and celebrating what's happening. Mm. As we're always saying on here, start taking control of your internal dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yourself the story. A different story is going to make all the difference in your perspective and your mood. One resource put it th- this way. The mind is a wonderful tool for planning and problem solving. An untrained mind, however, can color and shape our reality in ways that are not resourceful. The tool, in some sense, becomes the master. The stories you tell yourself simply create your reality, even for yourself. The voice that in our head comments, judges, complains, likes, dislikes. We tell ourselves stories under our breath and these thoughts keep coming up all the time. Buddhism actually refers to this unconstrained state as monkey mind because that was so good. (laughs) Like the mind of a tiny (laughs) monkey running amok and making noise. And when we're like that, we don't experience true reality. Yeah, we're just not staying present. Yes. Even now where my life is slower paced, I've noticed that I tend to slip into the future or the past. Yes. And so just staying present, um, that is an element actually of patience something I'm trying to cultivate. And I thought, wow, I, I'm going to really press into that. So we, we can just unconsciously just let our minds run amok like that monkey. But I just want to tell you that you are not the thoughts in your mind. You don't have to be (laughs) that they are thoughts, but you, you're actually a body, soul and a spirit. And when you observe your mind objectively, you're not trapped in it. Mm-hmm. You're not trapped in the vortex of all the thoughts. The monkey puts down the drum. The monkey <laughs> takes his proper place. And now you can have peace and freedom. So the Apostle Paul actually calls this demolishing arguments against knowing God and taking every thought captive in obedience to, to Christ. So celebrate those milestones. You can celebrate them and enjoy them 
and even feel a little bittersweet about them mm-hmm. when you're present. Right. Move into the present. Like how we opened our friend who posted that picture. I think it was her little boy feeding her daughter ice sharing cream. ice cream. Yeah. Just a moment. Now, you know, like that's just a picture of many pictures oh. in her day. And what is she choosing to focus on? Right. I have the life. I, all in all, in the end, this is the life I wanted. Right. I'm grateful for it. Right. Now, five minutes later, there may be ice cream on the floor and screaming children. Oh, and I'm friends with her. I know. Okay. I, she's she's so real. She's yeah. it's it's not all perfect, but yeah. that that's she's putting a pin in that and that's going right. yeah. And she's not just saying oh for the days when they were just babies and Mm-mm. you know pining away for that. Which we do a lot. I mean, we're coming up on graduation season and you hear a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the last, the senior last thing. But I look ahead too for all of the amazing things they're going to do. Like you got them there. Yeah. You, you got through all those milestones and you got them there. So it's just all a process. It is. All worthy. So hope you enjoyed this. I think for, as much as I did. for indulging our reminiscing. <laughs> if you listen to the end, here's your applause. Good job. Yes, you did it. Nicely done. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you can find all this on our website at justaskyourmom.com. Connect with us as always on Facebook and Instagram. And please take five seconds to rate and review the podcast and share us with your friends and family. And we always want those topic suggestions. Send them to us at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your Mom. Mom.